Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Well, hello there, and welcome to the Transformation for Success show, and this is absolutely an awesome Tuesday, and I am so excited to have on the show with me my guest in the studio, Miss Diane Hafman, who's a spa life curator. Let me tell you, this young woman is dynamic. Not only is she a spa life curator, she is a speaker, philanthropist, and the international premier expert in the science and psychology of spa life. So today, I want you to join me and all of my international listeners out there, because we're going to talk about bringing balance in your life and how to eliminate that clutter and consciously create a life that's a love, that you're going to have love, more peace. And you know, right now, as we are facing so many difficulties in this world, we know that many of us are looking in wanting that peace. So stay tuned to the show because I know that finding that balance of peace, joy, and satisfaction is a journey. So this show is a story of inspiration and hope as we're going to hear the story of Diane's transformation journey to find that life of peace, joy, and happiness and how she's translated that where she is giving it to others. So listeners, I want you to text or email your friends to listen in today's show, or they can download the show later for their listening pleasure on iTunes or a podcast. You're also welcome to call in the show today as we are live and we can take your questions. And the number to call in and join the conversation with Diane and I is 888-346-9141. And if you're calling internationally, that's 001-480-480. Five five three five seven five four. Don't be shy because you can also text your questions. Okay, we love to have you today. So now let me present my guest on today's show, Miss Diane Hathman. Diane, welcome to the show, Transformation for Success. Uh, thanks so much for Dr. Barber for having me on the show and connecting with your, your tribe. Ah, great. You're going to be in the sun today, girl, because listen, I know, and I'm so happy that we're finally able to get you on the show. And I want you, Diane, just to tell the listeners a bit about your background and how this all began for you. Absolutely. You know, a lot of people, when I talk about spa life, they're like, hey, you know, a day at the spa (laughs) and and what does that look like, right? Yeah. That's a component of it, but you know, there were a, a lot of, a big journey. And I look at, you know, our life in general is just this journey. And, and mine started out as a San Diego police officer. Wow. 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 Police officer to spa life. That seems incredible. You really got to tell us that journey. How long were you a police officer? What, what, Diane, what <laughs> right, motivated right. you to become a police officer? And girl, you're so glamorous looking. My goodness. Thank you. <laughs> Well, I was a police officer for 10 years. I worked patrol as well as undercover. So I worked undercover in gangs, narcotics, and vice. So when people see me with that glamour look, you know, that really helped me in in being undercover and to really be Mm -hmm. able to see people in in different lights that you wouldn't normally see. I'm sure. But isn't that kind of dangerous? Wasn't that? I mean, gosh, you'd have to have an element, you know, for danger there. Well, you know, it's interesting. I was, you know, 25 and young. I was a young mother, and I was also a single mother at the time, too, with two young daughters. So, you know, I know a lot of the audience can relate to, you know, we have these visions for our life, and we never know what kind of part of the journey and how it's going to support us. But I truly believe that everything that we experience and everything we do actually serves us and allows us to connect deeper with people. I mean, I grew up with a a private school education, and being on the street, particularly working undercover and and working in neighborhoods I'd never been in, in situations that people, I didn't know how they lived, that was a big education for me, and it really allowed me to get to know people, uh, who they are in good times and bad, and to really support them. So that was a really big part of my journey. Well, you know, there's a burning question that I have. You know, when you have a private school education, I mean, it's a whole background of different kind of people that you're dealing with. What actually yeah. motivated you to even start a want a career in law enforcement? Was that something just was by default? 
Well, yeah, it's interesting because, you know, I was, uh, I'm the oldest of three children. Um, I had a very interesting dynamic growing up because my mother came from a wealthy family and my father came from a very poor family. And I had an interesting mm-hmm. mix of, of both. And so my dad, being the oldest, basically when I was going into college said, you know, are you going to be an attorney or a doctor? Like those were the only two choices I had to choose from. And so mm-hmm. I knew I didn't want to go and be a doctor. Um, so law interests me. And so I went through, got my degree uh, in criminal justice, and I was going to be an attorney. Mm-hmm. Well, what happened my senior year is I'm sure many people ha- can relate is that, you know, you choose something and it's not necessarily your cup of tea. Like I started working for an attorney. And I'm like, I can't be inside, you know, learning this and, and really mm-hmm. uh, embracing what I'm here to do. So now I'm like, mm-hmm. well, what am I going to do with this degree? And several of, of the guys that I was in, class with said, we're going into law enforcement. Why don't you go on some ride-alongs and check it out? So, you know, I was competitive. I was a good student. I had never mm-hmm. shot a gun before in my life. And I said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to see what this is like. And so it was this combination of intrigue and also not even knowing what the heck I was getting into. <laughs> well, I, this is intriguing to me because, interestingly enough, my daughter was 18 and decided to go into law enforcement, sort of the same thing, majoring in criminal justice. But as an intern with the city police department at that time, decided to become uh, a law enforcement officer. And she worked in as an undercover agent uh, with, with, well, with people on the other side of the (laughs) street, I should say, women on the street. And so, absolutely. So that's why you don't really know. You really don't know, like, what are some of the purposes of, you know, why are things happening undercover? And especially when I worked, like, prostitution, it was like, well, who cares about that? And why is there an emphasis? And why do we put, you know, resources into that? And so that was also another, you know, education and and part of the journey was, you know, at the time that I was doing that work, uh, there was the Green River serial killer that was happening. And what was important about that that is... Mm -hmm. Right. But a lot of people don't realize that he killed 70 women. I mean, that is such a huge impact on our society, and especially in this day and time when we see, you know, so much happening and so much, uh, you know, chaos. And so, you know, the things that are happening to really help behind the scene, he was targeting prostitutes. So it was important for, you know, law enforcement to you know, go into that work uh, because it was through prostitution that he was actually uh, traced and was able to be captured. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the work that we were doing had, had a much bigger impact on society when at first you're like, well, why is that so important? Right. And you don't right. realize some of these bigger cases really get impacted um, by these uh, few individuals that are really harming society in general. And, you know, it's interesting that I, you say that, too, because even though, you know, my daughter explained to me there were women who were working out on the streets, but they all had a story to share of how they got there. And they are human yeah. beings, and God loves them as well. So I'm I'm glad you were there, maybe for some of them, and that. Now, one of the things you also, uh, I know this, there's something that happened to you. Was this sort of that Green River? Would it have any connection where you just said, you know what, this is the last straw. This is it for me. I'm out of here. What happened? Right. Well, that came into, uh, well, a couple things happened. I, I actually, I got injured. And so for a lot of people don't know, you know, for police officers and military and first responders, it's usually not a matter of, you know, if you get hurt, it's how bad. You know, it's a very physical wow. job and the things mm-hmm. that you were doing. So I was going through um, my my injury when uh, a case came up that really changed things for myself and my daughters because I normally, you know, they were anonymous. A lot of the people that I, I worked with and a lot of the, you know, the victims weren't people I knew. But my last case that I was deeply involved in was a seven-year-old girl named Danielle Van Dam that was kidnapped out of her home uh, and killed by a neighbor, and she was only a mile away from our home. And mm. part of why that rocked not only our, our community, but my family, was that uh, I knew her. I, I played softball oh, with her mother. Uh, you know, we were in a, a, you know, a nice middle-class neighborhood. You know, the, everyone's saying, well, you know, this can't happen here. They had an alarm on their home. It really rocked the, the safety oh, that people felt in their life. And it was such a notorious case, and, you know, we spent a year in trial and, and all the things happening, and it was such a, I mean, it's like the worst thing you want to have happen to, you know, not only yourself, but, you know, 
you don't want this to happen with your children. I mean, our children are such a, no. we do so much for them. And when something happens to your child, it's such an unnatural thing to have them pass before you. And it was, uh, it was just so sad to see that. And one of the things that had happened, and this is really what shift and change uh, for us, was that mm-hmm. somebody had donated for myself and the mother and two other women to go to uh, Canyon Ranch, which was a spa resort in Tucson, for us uh-huh. to really rejuvenate ourselves. And uh-huh. that was the first time that I'd been to something so an amazing place like that that really uh, helped restore our soul. We were having great uh-huh. food, and it was a beautiful place, and we were getting sleep. And it really gave me that first experience of when you had extreme self-care, that when you took care of yourself, you mm-hmm. could actually uh, be the best version of yourself. And that's how I, I really stepped into the whole concept of spa life. It was the environment that you created so that you could be your mm-hmm. best self, so that you could give from a higher level. Were there, were there challenges uh, that you had to face when, when you're making a change in a career and you spent how many years in that career? Ten. Wow. See, so here you are at 22 or 23, and now you're like 30-something, I'm assuming. Maybe younger, Diane. Yes. I don't want to put age on you. <laughs> no, I'm Because you look young. We both look young. We know that. <laughs> but, um, you know, making a change, and for some of the listeners out there, too, who are in careers, and maybe they're thinking about uh, making a change after 10 years or, or many more, what sort of inner changes did you have to make, and was it difficult? I know you're, you're gonna. We're gonna segue into spa life, but were there some of you know initial changes that you had to make? First of all, making your mind up that I'm out of here, you know, and and what right. kind of because changes in income? Were you married at the time? You had daughters to take care of. So what was going right. on? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it, it's interesting because when you're in it, you don't all always see all the different angles and how things impact you and what that looks like. I mm-hmm. actually, uh, I, I got divorced while I was going through the academy and okay. that was such a challenging because oh, wow. uh, my first assignment, uh, you know, and this is interesting too, because there wasn't a lot of, of women who were on the department back then. And I was the only okay. woman on my squad and most of the guys were, you know, they were military. So they had a lot more street savviness than I did. Everything I learned was in the academy. And I was really lucky to have a squad of guys that really kind of taught me um, a lot more street sense and really mm-hmm. to perfect mm-hmm. some of that. But for me, part of what, what happened around that was um, to really have to look at uh, what was kind of the first exposure of, of what I call the facade. It was like I had to show up as strength at work and be this person for my community, my society, my team. But then I was also this vulnerable mother who had to make the mortgage payment. And my husband had left me because he, he didn't want that kind of life. And, you know, it, it's not about making him wrong. It was just about the circumstances that we were at. And I had to step up and be both, you know, mother and father. Oh, and wow. So, That's tough. You know, tough. Yeah. really, really being in that world and, and seeing that and, and being, you know, the only woman on, on my squad, you know, I had, I felt like I had to double prove myself that I could uh, not only take care of myself, but that I could also uh, take care of the other uh you know, squad members I had as well as mm-hmm. society. So, you know, there was a, a lot of things that happened a lot. coming right. out of that. You know, so coming out of that and, and retiring from that, uh, yeah, it was a really big shift because it became my family. It became, you know, my life mm-hmm. of, of what I was mm-hmm. doing. And, you know, sometimes when uh, I think the thing that's really tough uh, for for police officers is that you see so much trauma day in, day out. I mean, every day is 911, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's sometimes hard to step outside of that because, one, you don't have time to process the drama uh, and the trauma, but you also don't have a chance to really see that they're good people because you see yes. such negativity so much right. time that you really have to make a, a really uh, a positive um, conscious effort, and this is why I talk about designing your life versus living by default, is that you really mm-hmm. have to decide, you know, even in, when people who are out of law enforcement, to really decide that you're going to live a positive That's life, right. that there is a good side. You have mm-hmm. to see beyond the negativity or it just eats you up. And so for yes, me, that segueing out, I really, um, I, I got involved in a program called The Ultimate Game of Life, and it was about building your life around what made you happy first, then healthy, then wealthy. Mm-hmm. And I use the environments in my work to, mm-hmm. to this day because it's a choice. 
to make that. And you could really, uh, you know, I had to take that time to process the things that I saw and I, I help people remove trauma out of their body. I help them look uh-huh. at, you know, beyond their uh-huh. immediate circumstances and you have to go through that and make that choice yourself. And so those were, it was a tough segue because you're, a lot of times you identify with our work, mm-hmm. you know, Absolutely. and to see myself as other than a police officer. I appreciate you for sharing that, Diane, because, I, you know, there are a lot of women in law enforcement. We have not had a lot of women on the show that have had your experience in law enforcement and, and segue. And that's why I'm sort of asking a few more questions. And I, and I thank you for sharing that, because as my daughter was in law enforcement, uh, one of the things that really uh, emboldened her to actually was a heinous crime she experienced and she left the force. But there's some a lot of things that... Uh, you did with the ultimate goal of that ultimate wealth camp and becoming healthy, happy, and wealthy. I like that. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about how to be healthy, happy, and wealthy. Okay, stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back with my guest, Miss Diane Halfman. Thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Can you think of anybody who does not want a better life and to be a better person? Think about that for a second. Almost everyone wants to be better, but how does one go about doing that? One thing that is making people better every week is tuning into the Self-Improvement Show with Dr. Irene Conlon. All real change comes from within. But many of us don't know where to find the information or guidance we need to make the changes that bring about the improvement. Most of us don't know how to work within. Listen Thursdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Do you or somebody you love have a struggle with abuse? You don't need to be a slave to your abuse anymore. Listen for Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything with Dr. Lisa Cooney. Dr. Lisa overcame struggles in her own life. Two decades of sexual, emotional, and physical abuse nearly took their toll. In her 20s, she turned her life around and set upon a path to help others. She can help you find the key to take control of your life, too. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hi there, and welcome back today with my guest in the studio, Miss Diane Halfman, who is a dynamic woman who has the same hair I do. We're both the white-haired girls, or silver, we'd like to say silver hair beauties, uh, who is a celebrity speaker. She's a philanthropist and the international premier expert in the science and psychology of spa life. So I am so happy today because we're going to be talking about how to bring balance in your life and eliminate that clutter and consciously create a life that will give us more joy and love and peace and satisfaction. Oh, and I'm telling you, Diane, we need some of that today with the raging fires that are in Northern California, the fires that have been in Southern California, the flooding, the tragedies. I tell you, I need some spa life, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. So, you know, you've done such great work. And from the, the previous our chat previously when you talk about where you came from it's interesting Diane your journey and as I was reflecting upon it I thought about here you had to go through some experiences in order to be able to do the work that you're doing today because it's about understanding people from where you've been and you would not have been able to be I'm sure the person you are today had you not gone through some of these experiences the divorce the police department, the the tragedies that you were able to see and experience. But tell me, what were some of the triumphs and the aha moments that led you? And I know we talked 
uh, recently about the ultimate wealth camp that you went to and that helped you to become happy, healthy, and wealthy. So share with my listeners a little bit about that aha moment for you in the sun. Right. So, you know, the, a little bit of backstory with that is when I was on the department, I mean, I've literally been inside thousands of homes. You know, so you get to see the inner sanctum of a lot of people. And it was during that time I coined a term called the clutter to drama ratio. Oh, my goodness. That again, it's the clutter to drama ratio. And what I have found was the people that had the most clutter in their space had the most drama in their life. You know, whether or not they had the police actually come to their life, things weren't working. Their relationships weren't working. They weren't feeling good. They had health issues. And there was a relationship of what kind of environment they had. Even though I worked in, you know, and it really didn't have to do so much with the socioeconomic. I worked in very poor neighborhoods, but the different homes I went into, you, I still had homes that were, you know, very neat and they had, you know, children that excelled. There was values in the home. There was a certain way that they lived their life. It was the homes where they allowed things to have the clutter that, that built up that things weren't working and that there was a direct relationship with that. And that was really an important aha for me to really look at how your environment really does impact you and really affects you. Now, the good news is, is that the reverse is true as well, is that when you have you know, more peace of mind, when you actually release clutter out of your space, you have openness. And so you don't have to have to the point where you're a hoarder. A lot of times we're just busy entrepreneurs. We're busy parents. We have a lot of things going on. And so we don't necessarily look at the mail that's stacking up or the clothes and laundry that doesn't get done. And we don't see how it actually impacts our Mm -hmm. psyche. However, when we start actually clearing those things away, creativity actually craves clarity. So giving ourselves the space, this is what spa life is about. It's about having that harmony with our accomplishments, with our success, Mm -hmm. so that we can feel good in our space. So Mm -hmm. our environment is really important. And I have a great example that shows the difference between environment and willpower because it matters. It does matter. And this is something that uh, I came to a conclusion some time ago about the clutter in your home reflects the clutter that's in your mind, that's in what's happening in your life. And, but, but the thing of, the trick of it is, and not the trick, but the, I think the power is learning how to eliminate that clutter. So you came up with some very important steps. How did you find those steps? Because obviously, did you have clutter in your life, Diane, that you had to clear up? Clutter in you know, your environment? You know, I had different types of, of, of clutter because, you know, there is physical mm-hmm. clutter and there is, there is mental clutter. And right. one of the things mm-hmm. I found is that, you know, especially seeing uh, as much drama as I saw in a day and the tragedies that I saw. And, you know, I went through a stint, particularly when I worked, you know, uh, with people in homicide. I had 18 months when there was gang wars where I saw, mm-hmm. you know, a young child in some way or another, a teenager uh, that was killed every night. And to see that, you know, day in and day out, you know, it affects you. And so there's, uh-huh. there's a mental heaviness and there's in your being. And, yes, it starts affecting in your space when you carry that heaviness with you. You know, it's like what's so important about doing your laundry or putting away the dishes or, you know, looking at the mail. Right. I mean, sometimes right. it doesn't seem as important, right? And in the limited time, because I also worked a lot of overtime because as a single parent, I needed to make my mortgage payment. So I did a lot of that and I rewrite. Uh, relied a lot on my parents to help with my daughters and taking them to school. And, and I worked a mm-hmm. lot back then. And I know, you know, some of the things that I missed. And so for me, it was really clearing out, you know, negativity and clearing mm-hmm. out the space. And I knew that every time that I, I took the time to do the laundry and put the things away, that it wasn't mm-hmm. just about putting them away to have, you know, not mm-hmm. to have clear space just to have neat piles, but for what it did for your life. It gave me more peace. It allowed me to be yes. a better mother. It allowed yes. me to have more, yes. you know, better decision-making. So that's why we do it. We don't do it for the neat piles, although that looks great. It's about how it affects us and how our that's environment right. actually Absolutely. pulls us into the experience that we want to have. And so the distinguishing thing that I make, the big aha, is the difference between environment and willpower. So, for instance, one of my favorite examples is like in the beginning of the year, in the New Year's, everyone makes all these New Year's resolutions. And Mm -hmm. let's say they want to have better health. You know, they either want to lose weight or have more energy or something around their health. Well, 
what they happen to do is they a lot of times rely on willpower. That might get them for, through the first couple weeks. But you know, how many of us listeners, you know, out there have made a, a declaration and it falls off, and then you're embarrassed because you didn't follow through on it. That's mm-hmm. because you relied on willpower that you were thinking you were just going to push your way through. <laughs> well, willpower only yeah. gets you so far, right? right? It's your environment that actually pulls and supports you in this. And a perfect example is if you've got that health goal and let's say you've got this thousand calorie cupcake and it's sitting on your counter and you're walking past that cupcake all day long. Well, it's only a matter of time that you're either stressed out or you're hungry or there's nothing else in the house that you're just going to eat that cupcake because it's in your environment. So if you didn't have that in your environment, then you wouldn't eat it because it's not there. So you create the environment that actually supports you and your health habits. You would have healthy snacks. You would have, you know, uh, open spaces. You would have, you know, maybe reading material that would support you in that. So I call it don't sleep with the enemy. Don't have those things in your home that don't support the goals that you want to have. You want to have the environment that actually supports you and don't rely on that willpower to make it happen. Now, I always hear this too. Well, does that mean I can never eat a cupcake or anything that's not good for me? (laughs) Of course not. Just make it so that it's harder to get to. You actually have to get in your car, go there, have the best one, and don't feel guilty. Enjoy it, but then go back home and have the environment that supports you in long-term health. This is interesting because I think uh, I saw this on TV or maybe a food coach or somebody uh, to help a person lose weight, and they went to their home to see what they had. And maybe this is one of the television shows on the massive amount of weight that people have to lose. And they went and they absolutely took all those things that would cause them to, you know, gain weight out of the house. You remove them out of the environment. So it's the same concept. But tell me, how does this apply when you need to move things out of your mind? Are you working? Have you worked with people? Because it's helping again to sort of create another environment with a new mindset. Right. Absolutely. So, you know, a lot of times, you know, people joke that, you know, your mind is like a bad neighborhood. Don't go in there alone. Right. And to have <laughs> that's the first time I've heard that. Diane. I'm going to write that one down. <laughs> because well, I didn't know thing. my mind was like a neighborhood. Ma, I'm not going in there alone. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Because here's the thing. Our mind, our mind is meant to protect us. And all kinds of things come into our mind. In fact, I'm, we've all had this experience where something pops up in our mind and you're like, who said that? Like, that's not me. That's not a relation to me. But sometimes we start identifying the things that happen that are in our mind as who we are and we start acting as if that's part of us. If you actually kind of separate yourself from your mind, and a lot of times it's referred to as the monkey mind, where it's just like sharing all these random thoughts in your head, right? Mm -hmm. And so what happens is that, uh, you know, you, you basically just tell your mind, like it's a small child that, you know, thank you for sharing, but I'm not going to take that advice. I'm going to take that with advisement, and I'm going to look at, is this really in my best interest? And so you really want to do the things that support your mind. You know, your mind's going to take in, you know, all the information. This is why I tell people, I mean, I haven't watched the news on TV since 2012, since my big case that I had, because I knew, one, things get skewed in the media that are all about, you know, uh, getting you to watch the show and they aren't always based on the truth and it's, you know, more on triggering the, the impact and the emotion than really some of the real things that happen. And and that was a discouraging thing that happened with me, especially scenes that I was actually there and I would see the news that night and know that that wasn't exactly what happened. So it, it right. keeps people in fear. And so yeah. we don't want people to be in fear. It's like, you know, no. really get yourself into a place where you can look at the facts and then choose what part of it that you're going to actually look at. What can you do about it? What can you happen? I mean, there's so many different tragedies and things that are happening in the world, but really the best thing that you can do is get yourself in the most positive place that you can be, that you can impact another person. Just smiling at somebody can be the only smile that they get in a day. Saying a positive word to somebody else could be the only thing that they hear in the day that will support them. And the Mm -hmm. most important thing is, and we kind of forget this because we're such givers and and wanting to help other people, you have to take the whole oxygen mask mentality of putting it on yourself first. We'll say another good word and smile to other people, but we really need to really embrace extreme self-care and do it to ourselves first. 
and right. really feed ourself and our mind. And, you know, this is why I love like Audible, where I can be in the car and listen to positive messages, listen to things like mm-hmm. your show that's about inspiration and hope. You know, this may be the only positive thing that somebody will hear all day is what you're sharing in your show today and that they're landing with someone. And then when they hear that and they take it into their heart and soul, then how much better are they in relating to other people? It's one little thing that we do that we feed our mind that uh-huh. allows us to, when you, it's like what you put in is what you get. It's, it's like what the you get. we have, that's the kind of person you're going to have. It's the same thing with your mind. If you feed your mind with positive messages, listen to positive things. And it's not from a Pollyanna. We know that there's things out there. No. That's all. That's just life. Right. But when you choose to put positive things into your life, you know, how much better are we going to show up in life as a, as a child and, and in happiness and in joy? I mean, That's everyone's true. always going to better from that type of experience. And I agree, Diane, and I really thank you for reinforcing that because truly one has to create the environment physically and mentally But you also have to create that environment by using uh, positive messages. Because, you know, one of the things I always advocate, people give all of these platitudes and they give all of these advice, this advice of how you can create that better life. How can be that successful person? But how? How can I do it? And there's some simple tools. And that's one of the reasons why I love doing this show. For the millions of people who are out there globally and listening to the show at night or whenever they get an opportunity to tune in, but to have one thing, one message, if they get nothing else, that the mind is like our neighborhood, don't go in there. And that the power <laughs> of choice. Really, I like that. And, and to, to have positive messages because support your mind. And thank you so much for reminding us of that and reminding my listeners. And maybe this is new information for some people. But one of the things, too, I wanted to ask you where, you know, I kind of see this, Diane, that basically you started out maybe wanting to be a lawyer. It segued into the police department. You learned a lot. And I can imagine being a newbie, you might have taken a lot of teasing, a lot of things. I know it is not easy to become a police officer and, and especially and from my daughter's experience I know it was not easy so on your journey you have shared with so many women about how to live by design and by, not by living by default how did this apply in your own life Oh, that's such a great question because, you know, we, we can only teach what, what we have learned and that's exactly right. you know, to really mm-hmm. embrace those type of things. And, you know, for me, the difference between, this is why I talk about design versus default. Default looks like, you know, living your life as an I have to. I mean, mm-hmm. I really believe that the, the new disease, the new, you know, addiction is busyness. You know, when mm-hmm. you talk to someone and say, hey, how are you doing? What's almost the first thing they say? Girl, oh, I'm so busy. busy. Like, it's this badge of honor, right? It's like, oh, I got, I'm doing this and that and da 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 and all these. It's the craziness. It's like this choice that people are doing. And, you know, people say, like, I have to do this and I have to do this. Well, here's the thing. We don't have to do anything. And mm-hmm. so when you really realize that we are here at choice, that we actually get to design our life. And I look at your calendar as your mind in action. If you look at your calendar and you don't like what you see on there, take it off. You know, you have that choice. No one's putting a gun to your head to say, this is how you have to live your life. You consciously choose what is not, what is, uh, and a good way to to choose that is to look at, Mm -hmm. you know, what is really making me, um, anxious and what's making me feel overwhelmed, what makes me feel, you know, not inspired. Those things need to go first. And then what are, who are the people, who are the things that really inspire me? Where do I feel like I have most impact? Those are the things I want to have more of. So when you really look at your life, you want to look at it in terms of really consciously creating and making that happen. One of the things I, I looked at is, you know, I felt like I had to do so many different things to balance, you know, uh, taking care of my daughters and doing my job and, and taking care of the house and doing all of these different things that I was doing. And I know that I missed some key things, you know, for my daughters. You know, mm-hmm. I tried to be there for as many things as I could, but working you know, either undercover or shift work or needing to take that extra shift for my kids, you know, sometimes I didn't look at, you know, what was the bigger picture to really see what I was choosing to do mm-hmm. in my life versus living that, that default. And a lot of times I refer to okay. that as un- unconscious complacency, where we're just living life as it comes to us. And so I feel like now I feel like I have a new opportunity, not only with my daughters, to really be present 
with them mm-hmm. together. But now with my grandchildren, I've got three grandchildren where I make a point of scheduling things around to be at their sporting events, to be at the okay. things that are important to them, because that's mm-hmm. what really matters. That's designing your life. So I'm going to just say, when I sum it up, when we talk about designing your life, that is actually choosing the right things, choosing and having that choice of what you're going to do with your life. Who inspires you? And I like that, Diane. By default means just letting stuff happen. And how many people just let life happen but and not do anything about it? So I want to applaud you for sharing that because so many people don't even realize they're living by default. Why do you think there's so many unhappy people today? I mean, they're just really just I, everywhere we turn. But you know what? They wear these fake smiles like everything's going good but they're not. And so we're living in times now where there are more people, I think, who are thinking thoughts that are not those good thoughts about living their lives and not maybe by design. And so we're going to go on break and we're going to come back and we're going to kind of discuss that, Diane, uh, a piece of advice or quote or something that can help people out there who are so unhappy that they are having some of those negative thoughts. I can't take it anymore. And they're not living by design. So we'll be right back with my listeners, and stay tuned with Diane Halfman and our discussion today to hide to find more joy and peace and happiness in the spa life. Thank you. We'll be right back. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. How are you doing in your life? Do you control your life, or does it control you? In our hectic, overconnected world, do you spend too much time feeling tired and wired? Tune in to Master Your Life with hosts Leah Mattinson and Dr. Howard Rankin for inspiration, insight, and intelligence on how to gain control of yourself and your life. Along with some inspirational and knowledgeable guests, Leah and Howard will give you the tools needed to help you on your journey. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. there and welcome back today with my guest in the studio, Ms. Diane Halfman, and we are talking about how you can bring balance in your life and eliminate clutter and consciously create a life that brings you more joy and peace and satisfaction. So I hope you're still there and call your friends because it's still not too late. They can download this show and get the first uh, half of the show that we've talked about. Diane, now, tell me, when we were just, when, before we went on break, we talked about living by design and not by living by default. And many people are really out there, and you know you're living by default. You're not by, not by design. You're not choosing the life you want to live. So, Diane, you're going to share in this last segment some of the things that you've learned from your experiences that you're now helping people to live without something that I know many people suffer from, and that's the suffering of regret. So share a bit about this. Yes, absolutely. You know, it's, it's interesting when it comes to regret because people sometimes feel that uh, they, can't, they can't take certain things back. You know, there's certain things that haunt them and they take it into their present. And one of the things of, of looking at regret is one to have, you know, some forgiveness around yourself. I mean, it's part of the human experience. To, you know, maybe not make good choices. You know, it's so easy to have that Monday morning quarterback, you know, look at, say, oh, you should have done this or should have done that. Uh, but really to, uh, to really look at what I really believe that people make the decisions the best that they can, given the circumstances that they had and the tools that they had at the time that they had it. 
So one of the things that you can do in looking at regret is to forgive yourself, for one, and really look at what did I learn from this? Because mm-hmm. the important thing to be able to get beyond regret is to say, you know what, what can I learn from this that it won't happen again, that I can actually help someone else move through it, and mm-hmm. to really embrace who who you are, because it's all of the parts of us. We don't just get to pick and choose, you know, the happy things that uh, we want to say this is who we are. To be a total human person having a human experience, you know, we've all heard about that. We are really, truly spiritual beings having a human experience, and part of that human experience is to learn from that. And so one of the things that we want to look at is how is it all the things that we can have, all of our experiences we went through those things. We survived those things. We can actually choose to not only survive but thrive those things to be able to then share with other people so that they can then live from a present moment moving forward. One of my absolute favorite quotes is from Clement Watt. It says, take the first step, no more, no less, and the next step will be revealed. So many times in our busyness of life, we just start taking all kinds of steps and going all over the place and feeling like we need to have the end goal, but we don't necessarily look at what is just the next step, yeah. what's the next what thing the next that step? we can do. That's right. right? That's and right. So you were talking about people, you know, coming from a place of sadness and mm-hmm. unhappiness and yes. really putting that face on that, you know, it looks maybe good from the outside, but they're having you know, secret sorrow or they're having depression or their things are happening. And there are some really simple things that people can do to really just step into that. And sometimes just the first step is just taking a deep breath. And I know we've heard this before, but, you know, there's something about Mm -hmm. taking a deep breath that allows oxygen to get to the brain, to allow us to give us a moment to just... Mm -hmm be at rest with ourselves, to give ourselves that, that breath. And even something mm-hmm. as simple as getting out in nature, you know, getting outside, you know, really uh, looking at the trees, looking at something bigger than ourselves. And, you know, they may seem very simple, but they have a very big impact on our psyche and our being and who we are. But the really important thing mm-hmm. is, is to have, surround ourselves with people where you are basically like happiness, positive accountability people so that you know that you've got that lifeline of somebody. I mean, my friends know that I don't care what time it is. If it's two in the morning or something happens, if you need to talk to someone, you've got to have that lifeline lifeline person who you mm-hmm. can call so that you can ha- let them, you know, be your lifeline at the time to say, hey, right. you know what, I just need to talk mm-hmm. through something. You know, I need to have a positive thing and, and really, uh, really rely on people. I mean, I think what happens is that we become this island and we think it's another badge of honor to be like, oh, I, I can handle this or I got this. Right. You know, right. to be this strong person. You can be a strong person. You are stronger people if you surround yourself with strong people that allow you to be human and to let them help carry the weight when you need support. Well, I just want the audience right now, some of those listeners, to just take a deep breath and just let go and see yourself surrounded by people who are happy and joyful and see yourself in a circle of just light and joy. Just take a moment. Thank you. Diane, you know, many individuals like yourself and me were not particularly drawn to self-improvement. Do you think that people have to hurt, now this is a rhetorical question, that it's only through pain can we seek that inner guidance, that inner peace, and live that life by design and not by default to find that inner peace of joy? You know, I don't, I don't think it's a requirement that you have to have this mm-hmm. pain. And, and I think mm-hmm. what happens, you know, particularly, you know, women will downplay downplay the pain that they've had in their life and mm-hmm. how much it's actually impacted them. You know, I think mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, pain, hurt, disappointment, those are, you know, many times our, our biggest teachers because mm-hmm. when we, you know, really feel that, it allows us to mm-hmm. be, uh, you know, empathetic to other people, to have compassion uh-huh. for other people, to really uh-huh. be able to 
to have that springboard to be able to to do that. So, you know, uh, sometimes, you know, and it's not about comparing like, well, my pain was greater than your pain or I had this or anything because, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. it's just what was our personal experience and what can Mm -hmm. we learn with that? And so when you actually can embrace uh, the challenging things in your life and really sit with it in in that, those times, whether, you know, you're breathing or you're in nature mm-hmm. or you're having meditative moments or you're praying or whatever that is where you can get quiet with yourself, just ask your higher, higher self, you know, what, what is the learning here? You know, what, mm-hmm. is, what is the bigger thing that I'm here to share in the world? Because it's tied to your purpose. You know, you really yeah, can is. see, you know, what you learned here. You didn't just learn it for the heck of it. You know, you learned it because there's someone else here to share that with. So when you have those, you know, low moments and you're feeling like, you know, why am I here? Why am I even doing what it is that I'm doing? You know, really listen. Who is it that you need to talk to today that needs to hear your journey? Because no matter, you know, what low point you might be at, there's somebody else that, you know, mm-hmm. you can just reach a hand down to help them. And then you help each other you know, move through that because, you know, I mean, I could sit here and say that, you know, I, I have a life of joy. I feel happy. I have a very blessed life. I'm in such gratitude, but do I have moments where, you know, my, my, what I call monkey mind that just sits there and chatters in my head about all the different Mm -hmm. things about, well, Mm -hmm. you know, why didn't you do this? Or how about that? And, you know, that, that uh, negativity that can pop in, you know, I also need to surround myself with, you know, positive phrases, positive friends, you know, being on this show mm-hmm. was, a, was a conscious choice to be in, in having a, a positive, uplifting conversation because we have that kind of impact. So when mm-hmm. we're feeling those things that feel heavy for us, we need to turn around and look at who do I need to touch because nothing pulls us through it faster than being able to help somebody else. And that is so true. And I, I'm glad you answered that question because I normally uh, don't ask that question about the pain to, you know, having that painful or painful situations that sometimes motivate us to move to that self-empowerment and that higher self, if you will. So, Diane, I have another question. Um, is how do we or how do you stay centered on your higher self amid all the challenges and the competitiveness that we have in today's times? You know, it's interesting you talk about that because I actually uh, live from a, a belief system that there is no competition. There mm-hmm. is no one that is our unique bla- you know, flavor of who we are and what it is that we do. I mean, I, I used to have feelings of that, like especially when I was transitioning out of the police department and I was doing organizing work for people and I was really perfecting my, my systems of how I did things. You know, I really started looking at, well, what? You know, does the world really need another organizer? Does someone really need somebody to help them design their life? You know, you know, hasn't any, everyone already done this? It's already, you know, been there, done that. One of the things that was really taught to me was, you know what? We need to hear things at least seven times. And someone may have heard these things, you know, lots of times. But what if I'm that seventh person that they can only hear that particular message and my journey and how I did something that they actually can't grow, they actually can't improve unless they hear it from me. And that changed my life because, you know, hearing it from me, there are specific people that I'm here to touch. It's the Mm -hmm. same for you and it's the same for our listeners. You know, when you start asking yourself, why am I here? Well, you are here for your particular unique message to talk to that particular unique person. That's who it is that, that we're here to touch. And that's what it is that, that we're here to do. And that, that's really what makes the big difference. It does make the big difference. And I'm so glad because today it has been a joy to have you on the show to talk about how to reach that point in life where there is some peace and some happiness. And I'm telling you, uh, there are more messages that are coming out about clean up the clutter in your life. Clean up the clutter. It's interesting to note that you made the correlation between clutter in the environment and what's going on in that person's life. I really, really, and uh, also, I love it. The mind is like a neighborhood. Don't go in there. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> that is so, you know, that was so and, interesting. 
You know, and it all comes down to awareness, you know, and I, I look at, you know, the environment, your, your clutter, there's, there's, you know, this is a journey and I, I call this a sacred okay. journey because, okay. you know, the first part of it is that you're getting rid of things in your space, but then you also need to look at, you know, what do you replace it with, right? How do you fill yourself up? And it's not just about filling it up with stuff. It's like, how are you filling your life? And then yes. where are you embracing, you know, yes. your, your bigger journey and your connection of who, who okay. it is that we're here. So the awareness is actually the, the key part to this. And, uh, you know, I, I would be happy if you'd like for your, uh, your listeners to have, I've got a, a free gift for them to have that awareness to that's, that's how they can start this for themselves. Okay. I will list that on my website and you can go to www.info at transformationforsuccess.com. We'll have that information for you. And Diane, I want to thank you because I know the listeners enjoyed hearing today how to create that balanced life and how it's worked for you and many, many individuals. And I know you listeners have benefited from this. And Diane, I want to wish you success in your future endeavors. And remember, if any of your friends missed today's show, they can download it later at www.transformationforsuccess.com. As we close the show, I want to share and reach out to many of you who are listening, particularly in the Los Angeles area or in Southern California, to invite you to register for a workshop that I'm giving at the Women's Health, Beauty, and Empowerment Conference on November 3rd in Pasadena, California at the Hilton Hotel. This is big. About 3,000 ladies will be there. It is going to be absolutely phenomenal as we talk about health issues as it relates to women, and it is free. I'm going to be sharing a special workshop on how your childhood experiences can and have, in many cases, affected your health and personal finance behaviors. So I'm hoping to help you. No, I know I will. People who will recognize and understand how to unload what's holding you back from increased health and wealth acquisition. So go to www.thecellcalhealthconference.org. Again, that's www.thecellcalhealthconference.org. I just had to make that plug for all you women out there and men. We welcome you to Pasadena's Women, Health, Beauty, and Empowerment Conference. This is their third year. I'm looking to see you there. And again, Diane, live your best life, spa life, and you can reach Diane for her spa life retreats at Diane at DianeHalfman.com. You might want to go to one of them. Diane, I want to be invited to the next one, please. (laughs) Absolutely. Would love, love to have you. Remember, it's your choice. Remember, I am going to make that choice. So reach Diane again for her spa life retreats at Diane at DianeHalfman.com. Again, this is Dr. Barbara Young, and I'm signing off until next Tuesday. I want you to have a very blessed and joyful week, and I have another guest for you next Tuesday on Transformation for Success. So go out and live your best spa life. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Or join us for our replay every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. Have an outstanding week.